You're a small business owner and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel core processors, servers, storage and networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 0800-085-4878 to speak with an advisor today. That's 0800-085-4878. Hello, all you lovely, lovely people. This is Tom. I am flying solo at the moment. Uh, mainly because I am recording this piece over a month after we actually recorded what you were about to listen to. So, here's a quick explanation. We fucked up. <laughs> it's as simple as that. We had this plan of having three episodes a month where we cover the news, and then the fourth, the last week, would uh, stay with Steven and his Not America report. And we had that all planned and recorded, but uh, things happened to Austin and myself in our personal lives, which we've discussed in previous episodes, that kind of kept us from getting this episode out. So... Um, what I have done is I have actually told Austin that I will edit all of these Steven episodes. That's right. So what you're about to listen to is an episode edited only by me. Austin has nothing to do with this one for, for the first time in this show's history. So I'm giving you a warning. It might not be as good as you're used to. It might be better. It's not going to be better. But I will try my damn best. And we'll see what happens. Uh, in a couple of days, if you're listening to this on release day, you will get part two of this, even though it's not really part two, but uh, the most recent recorded episode with Stephen. So I, I guess I'm just here to say thank you for being patient with us. Uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, also, I haven't done this in a while, but if you um, are a fan of the show and uh, you would like to express that somehow, uh, it would mean a lot if you go on iTunes or our Facebook page, just search for Dumb All Over Podcast, and uh, leave us a comment and a five-star review. Or four-star if you don't think we're five-star worthy. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Three stars, now you're just causing problems. I think. Two stars. Who the fuck are you? And then one star? Why are you listening to our show? Listen, I'm rambling already. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to edit the episode. Or I already edited the episode. I, I don't know. Anyway, enjoy. It contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Smart person. Hello, everybody, 
and welcome to this sort of special episode of Dumb All Over. And I say sort of special because you see the, the original intro does not exist for these special intros. You see that, Austin? I see it now. <laughs> okay, very good. I'm Tom, and that other voice was Austin. And we are joined this week by our good friend, uh, who has many titles on the show, <laughs> one of them being the UK correspondent, the other being the world correspondent, and I think there was another one, but I don't remember, <laughs> and I don't care to remember right now, but he is the host of the lovely Not America Report. Welcome to the show, our friend Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hello, boys. How are you both doing? Fantastically <laughs> terrible. Yeah, not too bad. Well, that's that's a shit old country you <laughs> no. live in. That's yeah. exactly, exactly. Norway. Oh, Norway. I wish I lived in we Norway. Live in oh, Are you, you kidding wish, me? You wish. <laughs> I do. Strangely wish enough, you can go to university for free in Norway. Yeah, there's a lot of good well, things about. To be Norway. fair, I can do that no, in I mean, New York. I mean, too. you can as an American. Oh, really? As, as an American, you can go to. Because they'll accept anybody for free at their universities in oh. any country. You see, I'd be I'd be very intimidated to go to a country like that because I, I don't speak Norwegian at all, at all, and well, I'm not do, sure. They're lovely people that do it in English for you. <laughs> well, true. Or, or Tom but, could just come here to New York, where university is also free. I could, but then I have to deal with like eight million people, and I get really annoyed when there's four people okay. on the road. No. I'm just saying, just saying. You, I, I I don't. Then like you continue a lot of to people. toil away there forever. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Stephen, how have you been um, since the last time we spoke? Which was insert. It's quite a while here, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was about two months ago, wasn't it? So, Has it been that long? Wow. Jesus, it's about that. Yeah, yeah it's not so, long. That time, not yeah. long enough. So, I mean, um, so yeah, there's been uh, Christmas and New Year <laughs> and. Uh, so nothing. So nothing's happened. All those kind of things. So yeah, it's been fairly quiet. You know, uh, the whole world, I think, has just stopped waiting for you to actually um, get back in with podcasting. you you might sound like you're joking, <laughs> but it does certainly seem like as soon as we decided to, we're not doing the podcast, everything, at least in America, shut down. No, they down. shut down the whole government. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were like, well, "We are not coming back until that show is back me? in the air," and then what? sure enough. I can't go then, sure without enough, having my report every so. week. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. I mean, why would they continue without you being commentating on them? Exactly. But I do assume that uh, there was a lot of world news. So without wasting any more time, let us bring back the first edition of the 2019 version of the Not America Report. Look, I know a lot of people give Americans a bum rap for being stupid and knowing nothing about the world, but the reality couldn't be further from the truth. As I discovered on the streets here, asking US locals about the very world their country runs. Name a country that begins with you. Uh, Utopia. What's the religion of Israel? Catholic, probably. What religion are Buddhist monks? Buddhist monk, Islam, I don't know. What is the currency used in the United Kingdom? Queen Elizabeth, money. That's all I know. Stephen, what the fuck have we missed? And I know the answer is a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been quite a lot happening with Brexit. 
Um, but that's I'll, still I'll a thing. Just, yeah, like we're still talking. Wasn't this like I'll, six years ago that this happened? Well, it, it certainly feels like it. But um, just to skip over a few of the things that's happened elsewhere. I mean, the, obviously the, the protests in France are still going on with the whole yellow vest movement. Um, unfortunately, it's taken a bit of a dodgy turn over there because there's been infiltration by the sort of right wing and anti-Semitic um, types. So it, oh, Trump it seems supporters. Like, yeah, kind well, of, seemingly, yeah. yeah. Um, Macron isn't taking a, a very good view of it anyway, so his authoritarian, authoritarian sort of stamp down on it is kind of causing to be more of a backlash against him than if he just let it run its course, I think. So, that sounds um, about right. But it's, inter- it's interesting to see that, you know, they are achieving some results in some of the initial um, things they were protesting about, so it does show that um, people protest can actually make a difference in some respects. Um, do you know if um, you might not know this offhand because you know, we don't te- I don't prep you with anything that's going on in my head. Do you know what the, the country views or how the country of France views Macron? Like, are they more favorable or is his popularity as bad as Trump's? Oh, his popularity is, is plummeted. Yeah. Is it, um, is it bad? His, rea- his reaction to this. I mean, he's, he'd come in on a, a ticket of being the compromise candidate to keep out the um the far right mm. candidate right and that was kind of the height of his popularity is is showing himself to not be experienced enough to be able to cope with these the vagaries of what government actually requires of him he's been quite good at sound bites initially but actual policy tended to go away from what people wanted and um, particularly him going towards what was the neoliberalism which people were wanting to move away from um, and he seems to have just further enraged one section of the community or another slowly um, to the point where these protests seem to unite quite a few different um, sections of France against him. Uh-oh. Uh, That's not that, good. You know, it's, no, it's particularly over um, taxation of um, fuel and, and things like that um, with some education changes in. And it, it all just blew up in his face basically and his popularity has plummeted as he's shown himself incapable of, of dealing with this properly he's he at first he tried to resist it then he backed down to them and then now he's trying to make a strong face of it and it seems to be kind of the trump method of, of not being able to do the right thing in response to a crisis doing the, the mm. polar opposite of what actually should be done um so as a leader um he's not doing very well and also it shows that elsewhere where there's the push for more centrism against the the, the socialists that come up, um, particularly in our my country and to some extent yours, shows that um, centrism isn't really the thing now no. anymore. It's um, it's not no working. No way. <laughs> what? So so Wait, um, and disappointing for for yourselves. Um, although to be fair, a lot of a lot of your people who are on the left are actually still closer to the centre. True. Um, but still. Um, it, it seems like it, it's showing that the division that previously happened more or less 100 years ago where people went to the polar right or left um, is carrying on and those that are trying to stay straddling the centre are going to end up getting run over. Mm. Yeah, 
And it's happening. If it's ha- you know, it obviously happened in the United States in 2016, um, and it's happening all over the world and in, in every country. And Italy was a good example. Italy was one of those that had a centrist. I think is the prime minister was named uh, Matteo Renzi. I think his name was. Yeah. And he, you know, Italy rejected him. And now, if I'm not mistaken, the five star movement is still in power. Which is the uh, along with the uh, Northern League, yeah, the, right. The, which is the, the uh, far right, you know. Yeah. So very frightening. Yeah, yeah, and and, and then and, if, and Italy's in a worse position than it was previously under the centrist, unfortunately. Yeah, wow. So it's kind of what a what a shocker! What a shocker! Yeah. Hmm. But there, you know, obviously the Italians don't have um, a history of, of stable governments or, no. or of actually avoiding no. um, fascism. <laughs> no, no, they've never had uh, fascism ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you know the one thing—the one thing we have um, in our favor is that um, you know at least if the Italians really do get really belligerent about their stance and decide to try and export that elsewhere, it shouldn't really be any problem to anybody because, as they say, um, what's the difference between Italians and toast? You can make soldiers out of toast, <laughs> so we don't have to really—we uh, don't have to really worry. Uh, about the Italians exporting their fascism anywhere else yeah. by military means, but unfortunately, <laughs> there's still the the political way in which um, sort of that fascist ideals is is spreading out, and some of it's been done by people from your country who are um, stoking up, particularly in Europe, the the right wing. You know, the likes mm, of John yeah. Bolton and mm. um, Bannon. Well, see, and, that's and that's the thing oh. I was worried about because I remember the last time Italy seemed to embrace fascism, they had a little help from a country. In Europe, yeah. which will go unnamed, yeah, and um, yeah. Germany, <laughs> yeah, James, Germany. <laughs> and I fear that you know this time it could be our country, the United yeah. States. I know, yeah, it's kind of weird to think about it. Like in both uh, World War One and Two, we were on the Allied side, you know, the ones trying to fight yeah. it. This time. We might form the Axis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Us, well, who knows? You might Brazil? do what the Italians did, you know, where you switch sides halfway through. Mm. Um, well, probably not. Uh, unless, probably well, not. No, you probably are going to be. The, yeah. the Axis of Evil is probably going to be purely yeah. centered upon Washington, D.C. If you think about it, there's enough countries on the far right now that they could technically form. I mean, the U.S., uh, Brazil is another one. Poland has now exactly been a left country. Italy, which, again, as we both described, Italy is good for the pizza. And who and knows what the it. fuck's going to happen in Venezuela. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. France? France is now... No, I don't think so. Macron doesn't have Who knows? Yeah, there's well, a number I, of, of I, South American countries that are falling that way. France, yeah. I think, if it came down to it, I think France would be more likely to um, turn to the left. Yeah, um, I hope so. I hope right. so. Well, didn't um, they had it, uh, they had Germany, a leftist candidate? Germany, Germany is the right. Yeah. They did, yeah. Um, Mel- yeah. Melchon, um, who uh, at the time didn't really have enough experience under his belt to come across as, as a viable mm. candidate. Uh, but since then, he's um, shown himself to be more popular. Oh, uh, okay. Slo- That's slowly, good. Slowly, his popularity is improving. What was his name? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't catch uh, it. Melenchon, Mel- I think okay. his, his name okay. is. Um, and he's um, from from the left, definitely, and more in the mold of um, Jeremy Corbyn. That's what I was saying. Wouldn't it be kind so, of amazing if, so, in like, I don't know, I don't know when France has their next elections, but yeah. if he and Jeremy Corbyn and maybe possibly uh, President Sanders... 
that would be yeah, a imagine whole that new all of a sudden you get the, that right politics. yeah right yeah you get the the the, the countries that are moving. well but then it becomes a dangerous i think it becomes more of a dangerous thing because now you have the countries that are moving far right and then you have them moving far left and every time that seems to happen the war the world goes to war yeah it's it's difficult i mean it, the 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 future would be helped if there was um a lot of these countries that previously had been the epicenter of the world wars if they were in some kind of political and economic union to stop them from actually going into a, a war. Well, most of um, them are, Steve, I think, except for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that one, Stephen? Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us who that uh, one is? Well, um, weirdly enough, I saw a thing on Twitter that, that um, the campaign for, for the Republic of Ireland to um, leave the European Union, it was claimed that it was gaining um, momentum as far as a campaign just when um, ireland is starting which, to like actually is, yeah. make something of themselves they're like oh by the by the way let's leave everything that's good for us and then uh, like oh it's working yeah. so well for england ireland the, so the, well for england <laughs> the problem was that the the previous poll um for um opinions on the eu said that um 89% of the population considered it to be a positive thing oh okay and the latest so, poll said that 92 did Oh. So it's actually more popular than ever. <laughs> well, um, so it I'm, seems like we are doing one good thing by by um, having this whole Brexit thing I kind going of remember, on. That we're actually, other countries are going, oh, actually, that's a bad idea to leave, isn't it? I, I do remember a few countries that formed the words pigs was like the big topic of like economic failures in the EU. One of them was Portugal, Ireland, Greece, and I guess the S would probably be Spain. Oh, Tom, can I, we make like acronyms yeah. like that for all of the songs on al- animals? That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay, try to. <laughs> tried dogs. Okay. What's well, instantly? I can't think of a Denmark. Are they Denmark's part of the EU, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Denmark. Yeah. But their economy is too good to be put. <laughs> and and technically, in in their own language, um, Austria, that's spelt with an O. So you. Okay, so but now, but, that, but that'll then be the we next, can just go to uh, we can, Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> but we could take, we could take Germany then, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Although in their own language, it begins with an A. But um, but no, <laughs> Austria is another place. Yeah. Really, Germany? Oh no, Deutsch. No, it's Deutschland. It's spelled with an A in, in mm. French. Sorry, um, but um, Austria is another place where they've got a right-wing government. Um, uh-huh. so oh, that, well, that so always goes well. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> the country ultra, ultra they actually and that's, and that's never done wrong before, has it? <laughs> that's, no, that's no, no, no. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get another so, Mozart. But um, but the other places where the where they are, from they Austria, do have too. right-wing governments um, in in power. Mm-hmm. In Europe, and not taking the same ultra right wing stance. I mean, Germany has a right wing government, and they're avowedly, you know, anti fascist um, and against the the anti immigration policies of, of some of the the minority parties that wanted to push that. It, um, the Republic of Ireland, that's that's very right wing in its its political parties. The two chief political parties that keep vying for power there for a number of years, um, for decades, have been both. You know, a right-wing party and a centre-right mm. party. Yet, still, there's these positive, progressive yeah. policies that are coming out because what the population actually wants is more of these um, progressive policies as far as um, moving into the 21st century. Really, with you know things like abortion and, and such like. So, are you implying marriage. that Ireland listens to its people? The government of Ireland listens to its citizens. Uh, when they give them a referendum on something sensible, right. um, yes. That's, I mean, if you ask them, if you ask them about something that you know is 
is beneficial, um, you know, like, you know, um, same-sex marriage or um, abortion, and that the result could be actually positive. But if you give them a, a, an option of doing something incredibly stupid, like, you know, devastating the country by coming out of an economic <laughs> union, um, that's not a good referendum to give people. Probably not. Probably so, not. Um, but, you know, the, the appetite for that, that union, despite there being the... Um, the separatist groups, those that would like a, a Brexit-style thing for their own countries mm. in Europe, mm-hmm. the appetite just isn't there. It's shown that our mistake has, you know, improved the EU's stance within the rest of the EU countries. Well, that's so, the thing. Um, if I don't if, think if it went well in going. England, if it went well in England, like everything went exactly the way they predicted, and everyone was happy about it, well, then then Ireland probably would do it then, but. The- well, it hasn't gone well, this has is, it? Well, this, no, it hasn't. And this is what this this um, tweet was about. It was from the actual group that is purportedly in favour of um, the Irish exit. And they were saying that it would remove all the troubles that we're currently facing to do with the Irish um, border. And that, you know, that would solve things and make things better and Ireland would be better off as well. But it, it wouldn't solve any of those problems and it would make both as poorer. Um, and... You know, fortunately, they are in a minority, despite what they're saying. But it's, as you're saying, there is a theory out there amongst people who are ultra Brexit favouring that the EU is trying to give us as bad a deal as possible to stop um, there being encouragement for others mm. to leave. But when you actually look at what they have agreed to, they've been incredibly fair, to be perfectly honest, and they're giving us a bit more than they really mm-hmm. have to do. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that they're trying to punish us for leaving is... Um, is not really true, um, despite what the conspiracy theorists might come out with. But then conspiracy theorists don't base their conspiracies on fact, otherwise they wouldn't be thinking there's a fi- there's a theory about it. It'd be conspiracy no, fact. That's true. <laughs> so with all this Brexit talk happening, um, God, I hate turning on the news and seeing foreign stuff on my TV. But like, I turned CNN on, and, and they're talking about Brexit. Why? Why do I care about Brexit? What is going on, or it has happened in the last two months? Why is CNN actually covering it for a a moment? Well, By the way, it was like two minutes, and that's it. I, I think I think it's probably because it's it's mostly English speaking white people. Um, so that's why it's covering well, it for a start. Sort off, of. You don't really you know, speak English. It's more of like a dialect. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You add yeah, a U to the word that's... color. That's a little barbaric, if you ask me. Yeah, but anyway, I'll, you know, and we don't know how to pronounce the word aluminum. Properly, yeah. Do we? Yeah. Al- so al- 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 how do you how do you pronounce it there? Aluminium. It's aluminium, apparently. There you um, go. There you despite go. Despite the fact the guy who um, discovered it, uh, who was English, okay. Um, but the he guy who was, who he discovered it was aluminum. Well, calls it incorrectly oh boy, as well. We so, well, no, the, no, the guy who discovered uh, aluminum actually he said aluminum. Oh, oh, okay, so he was, you know, and he discovered it, and he was British, so oh. it's a bit of one of these. That's a weird thing. Yeah, that's a weird they, There you go. But yeah, the back to the the question about. Oh, wait, Brexit, wait, before um, we go on to that, how do you say the sportswear company that starts with an A? I don't want to say the word. Its logo has like three stripes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Adidas. Uh huh. Okay. Moving on. How's Brexit wow, going for you? That was so pointless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I heard it on. I was watching a YouTuber and they were like, oh, got these lovely pair of Adidas. And I, I actually had no idea what they were. So I like looked and I was like, oh, they're Adidas. <clears throat> oh, gotcha. Go on. It's, um, it's two German people's names, isn't it? 
I and founded the company. Know. I know it's German. I didn't know that part though. Yeah, and then then one of the brothers had a round with the other brother, and he left, and he formed uh, Puma, I believe. Ah, uh, well, that was, that was oh. probably better than the Gritlers that they tried to sell over here. <laughs> I don't even know what no, that No, it would have been Gerbils I don't know what Hitler. that is. Critler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very clever. That's very good. clever. That's good. Uh, I thought that was, a, I was, that was some kind of bear joke now. Uh, um, <laughs> we don't joke about that, Steve. Was there? <laughs> yeah, no. Don't joke about bears. It's very serious. It's a very serious matter. You know. <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to interrupt so, you yeah, so, How, so, How's it been so, going there? Brexit, yeah. Um, now, shortly after we uh, had our last conversation about the subject um theresa may was due to put her brexit deal to um the mm. british parliament in order to them to vote on it and decide whether it was um a bunch of shit or just slightly <laughs> shit and um that's not a great uh, not a great option she, no not really but now it's brexit <laughs> so uh <laughs> so uh yeah she she decided that that's what she was going to do, and that was back on the 11th of December. And uh, then she backed out because she feared that she wasn't going to get enough support for her deal. Smart, so, probably a smart plan. Uh, you know, probably a smart that's, plan. That's that's what you do when you you fear you're going to lose. You just decide not to fight. So, but um, two two days later, um, she then faced a no confidence vote from within her own party. Oh, um, out, outside the the parliamentary chamber. It was just a a separate thing from within their own party, and um, she. Um, she she managed to survive that with um, you know nearly t- only two fifths of the uh, the MPs voting against hmm. her. So I mean that's that's a resounding bit of confidence in her uh, leadership. That um, how that that, that, <laughs> that, that two fifths of them didn't approve of her, but the um, but the others did. So she she scraped through basically with with around about sixty percent of the vote. So that's um, not a resounding um, success, <laughs> but um, she she managed to do that by um, handing out some. Um, peerages, so she was giving out like knighthoods and, and lords ah. titles and things like this. Um, so uh, she handed a few of those out. Um, she also ended up getting so desperate that she promised to um, quit as the leader of the party before the next general election so that people knew that they were going to get rid of her mm. at some point. And that seems to have tipped the balance as well slightly. Uh, not enough to actually get a, a high proportion of um, people supporting her, but <laughs> Enough to actually st- enough, enough to actually stay uh, in uh, in her position. So that was fortunate. But then, it, you know, based upon that, Jeremy Corbyn, on behalf of the the opposition, put forward a no confidence vote against her government in um, hmm. Parliament a few days after. Then, uh, interestingly, uh, uh, most of these MPs, in fact, all of these MPs who had previously voted two days ago that didn't have confidence in her as the leader of the party, suddenly decided that they did have confidence in her as the leader of the government <laughs> of the country. That's so weird. Yeah. That's so, so weird. So it's, it's almost as if you know, their party is more important to them than the rest of the oh, country. Of course. Now, as far can, as priorities go. So let me just ask you, uh, now I think I understand how the vote of, of no confidence works, but just in case somebody doesn't, if, she, if they found her not to if they had no confidence in her and she lost that vote is she gone is she no longer the prime minister like right at that moment or how does that work if she'd failed the no confidence vote within her own party then she would be deposed as leader and she wouldn't be able to stand to be the leader of the party and they'd have a another election within their own party to see who the leader Mm. would be 
and that person would automatically be the prime minister. So within their own if, party. If so that's it the one within be, their own party. It wouldn't no, be so. a, a real election between no, all no. the parties. Okay. But if she'd failed the no confidence vote within um, Parliament, which Jeremy Corbyn had put forward, if she'd lost that, then it would have actually basically, there's a bit more to it, but it would basically have triggered a general election. Um, wow. Jeremy Corbyn would have been offered the chance to form a government uh, and he probably wouldn't have been able to do it based upon the numbers that there are in Parliament. So it would have actually then triggered a, um, a new general election, uh, which would be a good thing. It's what really the majority of the people who are on the Labour side want is a, another general election to be able to put to bed the impasse that we've got with Brexit and a lot of the policies that are going on um, elsewhere within government. So that would be the preferred option. But unfortunately, um, her MPs decided that rather than, you know, sticking to the confidence, lack of confidence they had in her as leader, they would now back her as being leader of the country. So um, that didn't work out so well, but she, she survived, which is uh, amazing really for her. But she decided then that she'd, she'd wait over Christmas and then bring her deal to Parliament to actually vote on, uh, which she did on the 15th of January. And okay. she put it to the put it to the House of Parliament, and uh, she managed to get two hundred and two votes in favour of her deal. Um, that meant that there was four hundred and thirty two voting <laughs> against it. Oh shit! Uh, which, um, oh, shit. which which is interesting in the fact that it's actually historically the biggest defeat for a government in, in UK wow. history. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's bad. So, <laughs> that's a ba- um, that's a pretty bad loss. Like, okay, if you lost by you know fifty, okay, that means most of the people agree or co- almost half agree. But when you're down by four hundred, oh my god, yeah. No one. So Jeremy Corbyn decided again to try and put forward a, a no confidence vote. Another in her, okay in Parliament because he can keep doing that. The Conservative Party can only do it once a year as far as their own leadership, but Jeremy Corbyn could do it every day if he wanted to. <laughs> Seriously? Um, Why is that allowed? Well, uh, well, I'm well just... as, long as, as long as the Speaker of Parliament allowed him to put that motion uh, on the um, the rolls as far as the agenda for the day, then so what would theoreti- stop, theoretically... What would stop the Speaker from doing that? I'm, I'm really curious about this because this is so far and different from our system. Yeah, it's called democracy. Um, <laughs> it's true. Our, our speaker of the house just claps sarcastically at the president when he says horrible things. I, uh, now, it, oh, ours, ours has been a, doing a fantastic job. I, I wasn't massively keen on him before all, like you know, the whole all the Brexit thing. Is the speaker? Off, I'm sorry to but, keep interrupting, but like uh, to set the stage, is the speaker uh, part of the power of the party in power, like it is in America, sort of? sort of? Um, not as a matter of course. Uh, which I should explain that. The um, the current speaker, he is actually uh, John Burkow. His name is. He is actually a member of the Conservative Party. Okay. But but he is voted to be the speaker separately, um, by the Houses of Parliament. Uh, he, he's voted separately to be the speaker separately from um the government being voted in. So it could have been a Labour one. It could have been one from the Scottish National Party. It could have could have been from any of the parties. It was just whoever collectively had the most support from mm. MPs. Now, it usually is whoever is um, the majority party and therefore the government, but in this case, um, he's managed to stay in power with the support of most of the parties involved because he's shown himself to be fair and not be mm. partisan. Okay. Um, there's a strange quirk, in fact, that historically 
Um, if a speaker is still the sitting speaker, when it comes to a general election, um, the other parties don't put up a candidate against them, mm. um, which is just a, a kind of gentleman's agreement type thing. Okay, but he's shown himself to be incredibly um, biting and um, critical of the government's behaviour of a lot of the um, things to do with Brexit and to do with other policies as well. Not in them actually speaking out against the policies themselves, which he's not mm. allowed to do, but he's been, as far as parliamentary procedure and the rudeness that they've shown and the discourtesy, and um, he's, he's been very, very passive-aggressive in the way that he's actually spoken to the people on the government side a lot of the time. It's been this, this, this clips floating around on, on Twitter and YouTube of how, you know, of him basically cutting them down, um, which has made him a lot of fans, to be perfectly mm. honest. Um, but the the reason why he wouldn't let it be on the no confidence vote be on the roll ev every day would be because it, it would be seen as being um, partisan. It would be seen as being um, tying up the movement of government with a single issue. And if it hadn't been um, seen to be worthwhile and got enough votes on one day, there'd be no point in doing it the next day. There needs to be enough business to have happened before they can have another vote to justify why there would be a change in in feeling. So, I gotcha. um, so the so it was put forward again, and and as it turns out, Theresa May again survived, um, despite not having the confidence of her um, of her own um, party on her own Brexit deal. She they said still said that they thought she was um, worthwhile to be um, the leader of the country. She won only by nineteen votes, though, so she was you know it's quite close. Oh, well, that's really close, uh, yeah. So if she yeah. makes one more big fuck up, and Jeremy Corbyn's like, ah, oh, let's do a let's do a quick vote, uh, yeah, she could be out any any minute, technically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the downside is that uh, there, there are um, there are about a dozen seats in the house which aren't occupied because they are occupied by um, MPs from Northern Ireland that refused to take their seats based upon the fact that they would have to swear allegiance to the Queen. Oh. And because they're Republicans and they're in favour of a united Ireland and, and such like, um, they refuse to do that. So they still get voted in it, you know, in their, those areas with the knowledge that that's what they're going to be doing. But um, if they'd have been in Parliament, it might have changed things slightly and given more chance, but there's no way they'll oh. take up those seats, even, even though they're more favourable to the po uh, policies of um, the Labour Party. Um, the name's Sinn Féin, um, which you might have heard the, the name of the party. But um, So unfortunately, it's, it does decrease the chances slightly there. But slowly, you know, there are Tory MPs, Conservative MPs, that are actually thinking that things are getting too close to the wire with Brexit and things, that they might have to give up party allegiance in order to support the country instead. And if enough of them do that, and it only needs a handful, yeah. really, um, that could potentially do it. So, But... Um, but yeah, so she she managed to hang hang, hang on to her position as the um, at least the de facto leader of the country, even though she's doing such an awful job of job of leading. She's actually been led by the um, by the pro Brexit group within her own party, seem to be calling the shots. Um, and her priorities do seem to be that it's you know it's it's completely wrong to what they you know you would expect. But um, at the end of January, there was two votes put to Parliament about what was going to be happening with the Brexit deal since she'd lost the vote. Um, now, um, one of those was um, about the um, backstop with regards to what's going to happen if there is no agreement sorted out between the EU and 
the UK, what will happen with the Northern Irish border, because obviously that's a physical border, the only one we've got, and it could potentially create problems if it was closed or, or there was needing to be any customs checks mm. and things. So there's a, an agreement put in place that there's a default if nothing else is arranged, which is just sensible, yeah, yeah. really. But there's people now pushing back against that, saying unless that is removed, they're not going to support mm. her deal. Now, the problem is they've gone through every other permutation and option with the EU about what could be done instead. And every single one of them has been very carefully investigated and rejected. Ah. So it meant that Theresa May was held to this, you know, she decided to honour this vote in Parliament and go back to the EU and um, speak to them about the alternatives that have been come up with, um, despite the ones that they'd been once had already been mm. considered. And it did mean that, you know, within an hour, um, she basically learned how people say fuck off in 27 <laughs> other languages. Because <laughs> she got absolutely nowhere uh, with it and, and was given a very definitive answer, basically, of, of no, this we've already negotiated this, this is not changing. Um, one of the other things that was put forward on the same day was that Parliament voted to... Uh, to put for, to agree that there would not be a no deal um, option, that we would not leave the EU without a deal. It would have to be a deal, otherwise either it would be delayed mm. or cancelled. That was agreed upon. That was voted by the majority. And and then um, she's taken a different approach to how to actually deal with this situation. Um, she's decided to just completely ignore oh, it. No. <laughs> Sounds like the way I would handle something. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, 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 just the other day, um, late last week, um, thankfully the MPs had decided not to give themselves the week and a half holiday they should have been having, and, and decided to actually um, go oh. into work since there was some important things going on. It's yeah. good of them, really. So, um, just the other day, there, there was uh, a motion put forward again to um, endorse her approach um, to Brexit. So it was basically, you know, backing her again on whether she thought she was doing a good job. Now, this is obviously something you might remember. I've just said that it's twice been put forward in front of Parliament and sure. they said no each time. Surprisingly, they said no again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, 303 MPs basically told her no. Um, so that no, it didn't go down, down well at all. Um, but she's decided to just vow to stick to her strategy because obviously it's going so incredibly well. Um, Which is, it, is, it always shocks me when political figures do this. Like they're an extreme, like either a bill that they're trying to propose is extremely unpopular or themselves are, are, are very unpopular, but they still go and try to do these things. Like I have no idea just, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it just shocks me. It's so stupid. Like you gotta well, change you, up you, a little, right? Play to their base, you see. That's what they're hoping that if they they stick to it and play to their base, that the other people will either come around, or they will um, forget about the fact that they've been so pig-headed about something that was vastly mm. unpopular. Uh, they, despite having, as in your country, despite having the mass media on the side uh, of the the neoliberalism and, and capitalism and mm -hmm. the, the, the conservatives, still she's not getting uh, a, a good press, basically. Really? There's still some of them trying to turn around and blame Corbyn well, for it. Well, of course. Which is a bit strange <laughs> since... So, yeah, 
it's, it's, it's actually entertaining in a, in a sick way to try and work out, you know, how they're going to try and make these things Jeremy Corbyn's fault. <laughs> of course. Because uh, he's, he's not in government. Um, and she was saying that she wanted to have um, the, a cross-party discussion with him about uh, the, how to go forward with Brexit. And he said... <laughs> Don't, that's going to well, be a bad conversation for her. Like, what do you think well, we should do? Not do it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's he's in. You know, the Labour Party is in favour of going through with Brexit because that's what the decision was for the referendum. But they're in favour of going forward with it in a way that actually wouldn't completely destroy hmm. the country. Well, that would be okay. nice. So, but if so, they had their uh, if they yeah. had their choice at all, would they still say yes to Brexit? Like, if if it was their choice. Um, well, the, the the manifesto says that they will honour the commitment, so they will go ahead with it. But they'll do it in the softest way possible. So, okay. uh, some of, two of the two of the things that get mentioned quite a lot when talking about Brexit is um, the customs union and the single market. Um, you talk to people about Brexit, and pe- particularly people who are quite impassioned about um, being in favour of Brexit, and you ask them about this the con, the single market and the customs unions, and they'll really not have a clue what they actually mean, to be fair. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. Um, yeah. So um, the single market means we all work to a common standard to make sure that uh, the, the goods and services are, are actually advertised at the same level and um, achieve the same standard. So that means if you buy something in France, it's going to be the same quality as you, if you buy it in Germany or buy it in Ireland or UK. Okay. Um, customs union means that you can actually buy these things from these countries and get them imported, and it's not going to cost you any extra money for for taxes um, to come through the the borders. Uh, so that's basic principle of it. And Labour is in favour of maintaining both of those things because without them, the country is mm. fucked. <laughs> So, so uh, you know, <laughs> that's very easy for you to just like nod your head out and say, hmm, Austin. But um, there, there, there are quite a lot of people in this country who don't realise that. Oh, so um, maybe I should have explained it to them at the referendum time. But um, <laughs> that would have, I don't think that, that would have gone down well. But no. so, so the Labour Party basically does have this already in, in, in place as, a, as an option. And despite the criticism by Theresa May in Parliament every week saying that Labour doesn't have a plan, it does have a plan been in place for t- for like two years it's quite detailed it's got a lot of um the good points covered that need to be covered and um, the eu leaders have already shown themselves to be more um favorable towards it and it is actually the only one that will um get a majority of mps voting in favor of it considering their own um voting records mm-hmm. and um and stances mm-hmm. on brexit but of course, Theresa May won't back down from the the position she's in, where she's got these two red lines that she set herself to try and please two opposing sections of of her own support, which can't both be pleased at the same time. And yet she's now being accused of being of basically running the clock out, which I think is a is a sporting analogy. Um, <laughs> It is. Uh, it, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good job. And that's what she's been accused of doing in the fact that she, you know, she wants to push it to the to the final minutes in order that people will vote for her deal rather than go for no deal. Okay. Uh, increasingly, it's looking like there's a belligerence about to not actually have that happen. But since she's already been told that Parliament won't accept no deal and that she shouldn't even be negotiating on that aspect, it's difficult to see where she thinks she's going to go from there. However, there are preparations going on for a no-deal Brexit. Now, we've just had news um, the other week that 
the government decided quite wisely that they needed to get some extra shipping in to potentially transfer goods that we would need in an emergency situation. So they paid, um, I think it was um, £16 million to a company in order to contract them to do the shipping of goods. The weird thing was that they were going to do it from a town called Folkestone, which is a coastal town. Um, now, its harbour isn't deep enough to actually take these ships oh, that no. would be needed. Um, which, <laughs> so, which sounds like a problem, which, Stephen. Well, no, it's actually not a problem because the shipping firm that they actually contracted for £16 million to do this doesn't oh, have any ships. Okay, wait. <laughs> so it's not a problem. <laughs> wait, okay. I see what? how they solve their problem. <laughs> It doesn't have any ships. It doesn't have any employees. It doesn't even have a telephone number. Is that a pyramid scheme? It it, it, (laughs) it does have a website, but its terms and conditions on its website were discovered to be cut and pasted off um, a fast food delivery service. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Um, So, um, and um, due to the uproar about this, the, the government has actually withdrawn from this agreement no (laughs) but but only based upon the fact that there was some financial backing was was pulled from elsewhere uh, not because of all the reasons we can obviously see as being a flaws in the argument for them actually maintaining the shipping there's the the transport minister we have over here is a guy called chris grayling okay is he fired uh, no he's he's known as failing grayling because he um his his fuck-ups um over the years um which has kept him in in for some reason they've rewarded that failure he um he's been transport minister for quite well and he's presided over a number of complete and utter screw-ups he was the one who against all advice that had been coming to him decided not to institute any policies or um, procedures to deal with um drones flying around commercial airports and obviously Gatwick Airport was closed last year for a few days because of drones being flown around them. He's also the one that instituted um, a new uh, railway timetable. And over here, we rely upon the railways quite a lot for passengers across the country. And he instituted a new timetable across the country, which um, basically created gridlock for um, about three days. And then they had to go back to the old one. So... He's he's not known for being a successful man. Clearly, he's still yeah. But I, maybe it's one of these sort of you know that theory that you have where you have an ugly friend that you take out with you, oh, that, you that makes you look better. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether Theresa May is using him to make herself look more competent, oh, no. or maybe he's trying to build his resume to be the president of the United States because that sounds like well, the resume be. of a yeah, president of this country. Yeah. But the the other the other good thing that actually got revealed yesterday, in fact, um, to do with a No Deal Brexit and preparations, is that the <laughs> the EU itself is preparing for um, Brexit. Now, they've been preparing for a no-deal Brexit for, for quite a while because they're clever like that and they think ahead. But the latest thing that's come out yesterday is that part of their preparations involves them sending um, food aid to us. No. Because <laughs> that's how fucked we're going to be, that they're thinking, right, their own government's not going to be able to look after them based upon how they've been behaving. So we better actually make sure that these millions of people aren't starving. So we'll actually set some things up to try and just um, protect them. They're going to treat you like a third world country? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Though we, though, we, though we might not need it because um, another one of the um, very competent ministers that there is in government is the International Trade Secretary. What's and, his nickname? Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's Liam Fox ah. is his name, so you can try and work out whatever you like from that. Um, what the fuck's you saying to me? 
He's been he, he's been um, making a complete fucks up of it for the um, for, <laughs> okay. for the for the last two years that he's had to try and negotiate trade deals with other countries um, to replace the um, seventy different ones that uh, we currently have in place via the EU, um, and. Recently, over the last few weeks, he's actually managed to secure trade deals, um, and these are the first ones he's managed to do after two years. He's managed to negotiate trade deals with three countries. Okay, which is you know, which for him is quite a success. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, um, now those three countries uh-huh. um, that we now have deals with: uh, the Faroe Islands, um, Chile, okay. and Switzerland. Oh, okay, so. Um, now those now the deals unfortunately aren't wait, quite as good as the, de- wait, the deals we no, already have. Just get to move but, on know. from that. What's the first? I what's right, the I'll first explain. place? Right, I'll go through them in order because uh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, Switzerland. Obviously, you know Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're um, fine. And, and that doesn't that doesn't sound like a bad achievement. No, that's then, pretty good. You know, you, you've got to take into you've got to take into account that the Swiss will do a deal with anybody okay. and, and trade with anybody. I mean, especially if you're Nazis with Jewish gold. Mm. Okay, so well, let's that's relax. not a problem. Although, although. <laughs> Although Switzerland does only account for two point one percent of our okay, but trade, I don't care about Switzerland. Next, <laughs> next, next, right? Well, next is Chile. Okay, fine. Right? That's a that's a country uh, that everyone knows of, and and, and that's that's point one percent of our trade. Great. So the so, one that's ninety nine percent of the trade apparently is what? What the Faroe Islands? Okay, Faroe Islands. Oh, yeah, it's spelled F A R O E. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta look this up. I have never heard of this place. <laughs> yeah, there's um, no one living there. It's huts. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google image this place, it's two buildings and a mountain and a lighthouse. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> listen, you, you you may dismiss this as being you know something that is um, yeah you know I am only, a, only a minor it. thing. It's a minor um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, they they do account for zero point zero one three percent of our trade. The so you know that, that is momentous. <laughs> that is really brilliant. But I mean, the that, fact, think about but the that's fact that he had to go to this country and like it, it's such an achievement that this country is like, yeah, we'll trade with you. That <laughs> it's one of the top three of the. Yes, it, it's it's. it's Crazy! It's, it's one of the Icelandic no, Greenland, of, by the way. No, 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 Tom, Tom. It's not one of the top three. It's the one only, of the only three. three. Yeah, it's it's such a minuscule well, spot, by definition, but it's, it's still perfect. worth yes. mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also yeah, the worst true. one yeah. because it's the it's the bottom of the three. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> he mm. could have went to anywhere else. But he, uh, he, he, no, he tried. I mean, he went. His, his initial thing oh, um, about a year and a half ago was he was very confident he was going to get a trade deal with Czechoslovakia. Their coat of arms um, is just a goat. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's just a goat. Oh, is it? Is that what they trade? It, it, it should. Re- <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. No, it's oh, fish okay. mainly. Um, but um, yeah, he was very confident about getting a trade deal with Czechoslovakia. Um, until somebody pointed out to him that um, Czechoslovakia had ceased to exist back in 1992, <laughs> and uh, it's now the, the the Czech Republic and Slovakia as two separate countries. So um, he's, he's not been doing particularly well, and I, I believe that um, the news reports are saying that yesterday the um, attempt to get a trade deal with China um, have collapsed. Yeah, no kidding. And China is quite a big. 
um, deal as far as UK trade. I mean, it's not the majority. The majority is, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, the <laughs> EU. Uh, <laughs> wow, you guys really should so, just, just, just make them angry. <laughs> when, when you yeah. go to economy in the Faroe Islands of their wiki page, <laughs> it doesn't have an economy. <laughs> It says, yeah. and I, I'm not kidding, this is a paragraph. Since 2000, the government has fostered new information technology and business projects to attract new investment. Great, right? The introduction of Burger King has widely publicized as a sign of globalization. And their achievement was getting a Burger King there. And you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. This, yeah, this is, where we're, this is where we're at. I mean, you know, I suppose in some ways, Brexit could be seen as been a success because we were doing a lot of trade with mm. the EU, and now seemingly they're going to give us fish. Free. And you're going <laughs> to get fish. You're going to get 33 percent of their economy is fresh or chilled fish, excluding yeah. fillets, by the way. Yeah, and that's and that's what you want. You know, we, we want we want all that fish, <laughs> that's obviously. So funny. Um, because um, we we're not an island surrounded Ooh. by our own fishing. Oh, yeah, no, no, oh. never. Yeah, there's no water around yeah, that island. The, uh, how are the trade talks with the USSR going? <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting you should say that oh, because no. I, I think the uh, the answer to that was yet. <laughs> uh, okay. So, eleven uh, percent yeah, are salted and dried fish. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. You guys are gonna get some fish. It's gonna be great. I mean, it really is the um, greatest fish. Yeah. I have found the greatest yeah. fish <laughs> in the Faroe Islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically a country created off um, the islands, uh, off off the side of another country that used to be part of another country. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's the mistake yeah. of Greenland, pretty much. It's it's the child that the condom broke, and this is the this is what you get. You get the Faroe well, Islands. Yeah, I mean, the the Danish the Danish had Greenland <laughs> and the Faroe Islands, and then they let the Greenland go. Um, but we kept the Faroe and then, Islands and then, because and then, there's then a they lot kept there. the Faroe Islands, who then went independent. Are we missing um, something? So. Is the are the Faroe Islands like everything? <laughs> <laughs> you leave, well, you, I, you drop Greenland, but you're like, no, no, but we want to keep Faroe Islands, of course. I'm fascinated yeah, I mean, with this. this. Why wouldn't you? I mean, the 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 goat alone is. And the, and the reason why they've got it on the coat of arms because they've already got one. What would you believe that their traditional food is seafood? Oh yeah, it's a surprise, isn't it? And really? whaling. Yeah, it it is a surprise. And uh, but as an economic powerhouse, obviously they they contribute such a lot to the UK trade. They beat um, Austria in soccer, one nothing in 1992. What? <laughs> what is this country? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop fascinating over the no. Faroe Islands. No, no. This is this is it. You're gonna get citizenship. I can tell. <laughs> they, I might move here. They I might give move here. To be honest, it can't, can't. Oh, and great! Like even they have universal healthcare. <laughs> Fuck this island. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this stupid well, bullshit. I tell you island. what. Get get in now before they build mm, a wall. No. Yeah. Build a wall around what? It's two <laughs> acres. The island is like two acres. But it's a. You can't build a wall. <laughs> Tom, how can they afford universal health care? Well, yeah, but your, your country's more than two acres, and you can't build a That's wall. That's true. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's cold there. Yeah. What are you talking about? We've already there, built yeah. the wall. It's already there. We got the money. Oh, We've declared probably, a national yeah. emergency. I didn't have to, but I did it. I didn't have to, but I did it. No. <laughs> it's, it's strange that he's declared a national emergency uh, within a couple of days of him actually doing the State of Union address where he said everything was great. Yeah. So everything it's is not great. an emergency. Everything and great. It's great, but it's also an emergency. Yeah, that, that he didn't well, have yeah, to do, which I think is no. the opposite yeah. of an emergency. I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy he yeah. did, by the way. 
happy yeah. he did. I kind of am actually happy well, that he did. Well, it could potentially be his downfall. <laughs> my am, my it could too. potentially be his downfall, couldn't it? So, well, it's, yeah. if anything, it sets up, uh, and this might not even stay in the final cut, whatever, but the, it actually what it does is it sets up the next Democratic president to opening up an emergency for anything he or yeah. she wants. <laughs> yeah, like healthcare. Like healthcare, climate, or, 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 climate, or, or education. Or, or gun violence, or, or, yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. just means that, you know... Um, <laughs> It'll the be- Electoral College. Oh, yeah. that would be um, nice to get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, just, it's amazing. You can just, you know, state of emergency yeah. and, and just get rid of, like, your entire system of electing your representatives and bringing something that's actually democratic and doesn't involve yeah. rich people. Yeah. They'll see. No, but, They'll uh, be thrilled about that. Um, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he wants. <laughs> but, um, so... So yeah, that's those are the great deals that we've managed to get out of Brexit. Um, they're not as good a deals as we've currently got. Even with the Faroe Islands, we've currently got a better deal than the new deal that they've just um, negotiated. So uh, it gets it gets even worse than you would expect. On to be perfectly honest, um, but their religion is hey, called yeah. the Church of the Faroe Islands. I'm not even joking. That's what their religion is called: the Church of the Faroe Islands. It's a church in the Faroe Islands. It's a singular yeah. building. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Congratulations. I mean, like, no, no, you struck a great deal. It's great. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I advocate every country should only have one church. Yeah. And I mean yeah. and I mean one physical church. They call I themselves mean, Faroe Islanders. <laughs> they're yeah. very... Imaginative, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Very creative. But if they're anything like the people from Denmark, uh-huh. then they're probably incredibly nice people. They're probably amazing people. It's probably the greatest country <laughs> on earth. <laughs> but I've never well, heard of universal health care, so what, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that puts on one. Which, I mean, you probably find if you look on the league tables of, mm-hmm. of a number of things like um, look for the population, you know, the, the, the the freedom in index and the health index they're, and economic prosperity and all this kind of stuff. You probably find that they're actually ranked above your own country. Their population uh, is forty eight forty eight thousand <laughs> people. Um, <but> it's really, <laughs> forty eight thousand people live in uh, the Faroe Islands. Just think of the difference you could make to their politics mm, if you went over there. That's a good point. No, they'd probably make me even further to the left. <laughs> I can only well, imagine. No, you'd, put, you'd probably get over there and they'll probably turn around and say, oh, he's a bit <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're like, wow. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, Mr. Extremist over here. <laughs> calm down, Mr. It's like, here, have some salted fish. Yeah. This will calm you down. Uh, yeah, because if, if you do Fair ever get to any of the Scandinavian countries and, and you know, Iceland and Faroe Islands and stuff actually come within that, that term, um, try to avoid mm-hmm. having any of the fish because they do some awful things with the fish where they, they basically let it rot before they actually yes. salt it and then feed it to you and it's just just try to avoid fish uh, in yeah they, in they do that in minnesota i'm a vegetarian too. it's really oh. weird well that but yeah they do the well, same that's because thing. a lot of the um people in uh, minnesota around the area they're originally immigrants from scandinavia aren't they that's why they yeah. tend to be yeah. um taller and blonder and um less stupid um <laughs> but apparently, also have bad taste in fish. I don't understand. Well, yeah, and but they know how to make cheese, don't they? In, in that, nice. in that, them that makes the cheese. Uh, oh, Wisconsin makes Wisconsin. The cheese. No, that's Wisconsin. Off, uh, yeah. but, that's okay. Hey, listen. Yeah, it's it's okay. You know a lot more about this country than I do. <laughs> it's not really hard, is it? I can spell its name for a start. Off. No, um, no. I'm still I'm still studying up on the Faroe Islands oh right boy. now. This is incredible. Oh. <laughs> At least you've given him something to uh, obsess over yeah, for the rest of the day. It's something to distract him. Yeah, he's going to be applying for citizenship, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and that's going to. This is 
Yeah, this was a mistake. Yeah. Well, I want you to, <laughs> to get dual citizenship of, of the Faroe Islands. And every time you need some health care, you can only oh, no, you can't because you don't like flying. Um, but you go back I was going to say, I was going to say, if anyone from the Faroe Islands is listening to our show, but then I stopped myself and said they probably don't have electricity. Mm. So I'm hey, not going to They might say be that. playing it in Burger King. <laughs> in Burger King? <laughs> I wonder if everything's there is yeah. a fish fillet. Oh, no. You can have the fish burger. You can have the fish fries. Wait, why is there a symbol of fucking goat? Because I don't they get own that. one goat. I'm so proud of this one goat fish. they own. <laughs> That's actually their prime minister, so don't mock. <laughs> and she and is she's doing a lot better job than my fucking okay. prime minister is. <laughs> I'd vote for the goat. Are you kidding? Me? She's certainly a lot less stubborn. If it's the Trump or the goat, it's yeah. the goat, man. Wow. Certainly a lot less. Okay. less I'm not talking about less Tom stubborn Brady. than my prime minister. Um, yeah, her approach to negotiations oh, is to go back to the EU and basically tell them what she's already told them, being a slower and louder voice. Um, which, which, yeah, <laughs> like which, yeah, which is the way that English people, people often behave when they go to foreign countries. They think it's just a matter of speed, and, speed or, and volume. Or a Chinese yeah. restaurant. Have you? Ever, you have to see Americans at Chinese restaurants. I will take the egg roll. It's like it's like, and then the person just responds, "Yeah, okay, I'll give you." Yeah, the they normally speak better English than the, the actual customers do. Absolutely. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Especially where Tom is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you go in there. And <laughs> you know, hey, next can, I get, can I get me some of this? Uh, this what do you call chung chow yeah. mein? And then they're like, "Yeah, I'll give you the noodles <laughs> next." <laughs> Well, it's when they go in and they ask for the cream of some young guy, and then they don't realise it's funny. <laughs> There's not many Catholics around no, here, so it's not. No, uh, oh. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure that Pastor Manning told us they serve that at Starbucks. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't just only on request. Just say it. He he yeah. took us there. <laughs> did, did you go to no, the? It takes a lot of work because he he's not far away from you, is he, Austin? Uh, no, church. it's frightening. So, have you been to the local Starbucks nearest his church? Then no, I haven't actually. <laughs> No, but Austin, I have been talking about going to a servant uh, of his and just sitting there and just seeing the real Pastor Manning because it's not nah. that far. So we might do that and we might make a, a well, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna See, he doesn't scare me because oh um, every time I hear his voice, he, for some reason, and this is probably an age thing, but um, for some reason, whenever I hear his voice, I just think of the, the owner of Tom out of Tom and Jerry, where he's going, no. Thomas? And it's it just yeah. it, so I imagine you know below the view which I normally see of him, which is his shoulders and his head. I imagine he's just got these um, mm. house slippers on and and some stockings. So <laughs> probably, it's probable. yeah, it's, it's probably probable, unusual honestly. for a priest to it's have probable. that kind of deal going on. But um, so mm. yeah, I mean, mm. as far as Brexit goes, um, anything can happen in the next week or so. Uh, we've got only five weeks left before we do collapse out of the EU with no deal unless something is sorted. Um, so nice. that's a, a grand prospect. I mean, you know, I've got a trip um, in a couple of months booked to go to Italy, and I'm hoping I'll still be able to go because we won't be grounded um, as far as air travel or sea travel or going on the train. Um, so oh, uh, because that's the re- very real prospect that the you know if we don't have a deal and there isn't something else sorted out to cover the interim period, then we won't be able to trade. We won't be able to travel. Uh, we will, you know, that's the severity of it. And people are going, oh, no, you know, no deal. We'll be fine. We survived before without it. It's like, well, yeah, but we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't but... have this, inter- this interdependency on, on trade, except for the fact we're more dependent on them than they are on us. So, um, 
Now, that sounds really bad, but you should be happy that with all this, you'll probably still get to go to the Faroe Islands. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, the difficulty is we won't actually be able to use European airspace, so we might actually be able to um, take off. If we've got to go through swim. other European waters, we might not be able to get there either because obviously we've got to go past Iceland. Um, ah. So... Um, this could be a problem. It, oh, wow. You know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you're hmm. joking there, Tom, but it's a very real prospect that we might not be able to go no, to the I wasn't Island. joking. Um, you know, <laughs> what a disaster. What we then, where we would get our fish from as an island that's surrounded by sea. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever had? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you could go fishing for yourself. Really you might bad. think that. Whatever. You might think that, but. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, Faroe Islands can if, if Faroe Islands is willing to give you fish. That's well, no, they're not going to give us fish. <laughs> they're going to sell us it. Uh, 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 some, uh, that's actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So go buy fish that you could just go get yourself. It's the same yeah, fucking it's, water. It's going to cost us more than what we currently <laughs> would buy it off them as well, which is a bit of a shame. If anything, you could get some of those French fish, which probably tastes better because everything tastes better in France. So. You know, I'm just, whatever. I'll leave that alone. Thank you for the update. <laughs> no, well, it's all right. I mean, there's plenty of other things that happened um, in the world, but um, none of them are as important as what's happened in, in English-speaking white places. So, um, exactly. well, of course, yeah. yeah. If this is not, you know, this is the, not America report, but, you know, it's still Yeah, the I mean, just because the, the entire government of Sri Lanka has been dismissed and things like that happening, it's, it's it, you know, elections in Bangladesh. Also, it's just not important as this because... All right. Well, you know. we'll see what happens Steven, next if you're just going to name countries that are only important because Beatles have been there, then we can't keep doing this. <laughs> Is it giving you a chubby? <laughs> Had one since I found out about oh the Faroe Islands. Yeah. All right, that's a bit fishy. Steven, thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, thank you it's for coming. My back pleasure, and I'll be back next time with the Faroe Islands update. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> yes, talk dirty to me, Daddy. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, why don't you take this opportunity to say and plug whatever you want to say? Uh, and plug? Well, obviously, uh, Faroe Fer- Islands should pay into your Patreon and get the um, extra bonuses that that rewards them with. And if they want to hear more yeah, from should. me, then they can check out the Real Britannia uh, movie podcast on which I'm uh, one of the co-hosts. Uh, that's Our Britannia on Twitter. Um, but other than that, tune in next month and I'll be back at some point, I always assume. No. And I have to say, I, I am subscribed to that podcast, but I have not yet listened oh, to an episode. Said, shocking no one. Because... It involves movies. <laughs> it's really tough for me to sit there and listen to people talk about movies that yeah, I haven't we, seen. I don't think we've covered any uh, of the so, five films that you've seen. Well, I need, and that was what I was just about <laughs> to ask you. Can you cover Gladiator? No. Um, unfortunately, because it's not a British film, um, I, I think we'd find that's a I, no. But there is a sort of British what person. Russell Crowe sort of is from. <laughs> Australia, which was once controlled yeah, by but England. Yeah, so were you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you have Joaquin Phoenix. It's uh, it's a total British <laughs> oh film. And I think it was filmed in British Columbia. You're missing out. It's, it's got a British director. <laughs> and it's yeah. got a British director. That's it. That's all you um, need. It's a British film. But, so can uh, you cover I, it? I'm not sure. I'll, I shall, I shall uh, mention it to my co-host, <laughs> but Stephen. I'm not sure he'll, he'll understand that it is a British film. Um, we'll try and find uh, something else that might appeal to you, but I, I imagine it's going to be quite difficult based upon your, your film I, watching. All right, Monty Python and uh, the Holy Grail. Well, actually, um, 
the sister podcast has just done um, Holy Grail, um, just recorded it last night, in fact. So that will be released mm. soon. That's the Stinking Paws podcast. And the one that I'm on, um, it's a, we're about to review in order to, for release at East Still, we're going to do The Life of Brian. Oh, nice. So maybe, maybe you've tuned in By for the that way, one. it. It was filmed partially in the UK. I just no, Googled Yeah, a lot of things now. We've, we've got a thriving film industry um, over here that doesn't doesn't solely rely yeah. upon actually abusing so young stabbers. A, but what a, it, it was filmed in Morocco, um, Surrey, England, Tuscany, Italy, California, Another two more Moroccos, another different place in Surrey, England. So I'm just saying it's an English film. Right. Well, well it is in English. It's in English, yeah. And it's yeah. in English. Which is weird. And it's in, in English. Whatever. Yeah, because yeah. I don't believe they did speak yeah. English and like, at that time, did they? Um. Yeah. And actually, that was one thing that always bothered me about Gladiator or any kind of ancient history movies that I've seen. They're all British. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like let's watch this movie about the ancient Greeks. Hello there. Let's use our spears to attack yeah. each other. It's like, have what? You not, have you not noticed that, the, that particularly <laughs> since um, the... The, particularly the Romans and <laughs> elsewhere, when they wanted to make them seem like a, a an empire that was doing bad things, it was this evil empire that was invading other countries, and they've mm. traditionally made them English. Um, and the same with a lot of the villains yeah. now that appear in um, in your films. That are, a lot of them are, are that's are, true. You know, ever since Die Hard, basically, um, you've had English people playing the villains, um, and it's it's basically because that this is what's come from your country. This is what's been said from the industry that. They, the English accent seems to imply a form of intelligence. And obviously, as people from your country don't trust people who are intelligent, it makes it easier for them to identify <laughs> who the villain is. Yeah, quite clearly, yeah. Well, it's that, and because I watch a lot of History Channel documentaries, especially on the Romans no and point. stuff like that, I think the British just have a better understanding well, of history. we've got some history. That's, because that's they, the difference. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's a big difference. Although, yeah, you know what like the, a- the worst example of fucked up accents in a historical um, piece I ever saw was the, it was a video game. It was Assassin's Creed that was supposed to be in France um, okay. during their revolution. And most of the characters just sounded British. But then there was one <laughs> who was Scottish, I believe. <laughs> it's like, aren't you supposed to be in France? <laughs> that, <they're, laughs> like, none of them the, are French. The, the most screwed up... Tom won't, won't understand what I mean here, but um, Austin, you might be familiar with this. There, there's a film called Highlander. Oh, no! <laughs> Highlander. Right? Which has got... Which has got... A, which has got a, um, Christopher Lambert, who's a Frenchman, um, yeah. play, playing... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go on, why would you not, Why would you think I haven't seen this? Who plays the music in that song? Well, I know you in like the movie. music but because of Queen, but I didn't... I yeah, didn't, you know, I've seen right. the movie. Well, you've got Christopher times. Lambert, who's French, and he's playing a Scottishman. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got... Me, <gasps> he's me, French? I didn't know that. Meanwhile, you've got... Really? A, meanwhile, you've got yeah. a Scottishman, one of the most famous Scottish people around currently, which is Sean Connery, and he's playing a Spaniard... <laughs> <laughs> and, that's right I and, never um, as we know you know any accent that um sean connery does uh, no matter how scottish it is it still is appropriate for the role i mean hunt for red october he played a, a, a russian but still incredibly scottish russian for some reason um so um no it's it just just works seemingly but um you know he's he just can't do accents obviously apart from his own but um mm. no i i i think that the 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 trick is that there is an idea that um, the English accent 
denotes some form of authority as far as um, education. And if they're telling you about some historical fact, it seems to be easier to believe it if it's coming across um, as being in an English accent, unless it's about your own country. Um, and obviously, mm. you, you know, then you use your own accents. But um, otherwise, it seems to be that um, using an English accent is the way to actually get across that this could actually be true. Rather than, <laughs> um, rather than if it's told to you by well. one of your countrymen, you go, really? Is that actual fact? I'm I'm not mm. sure. I'm going to have to listen to a history podcast about um, things to find out whether that's true or not. Hmm. Do we know any history podcasts at all, guys? <laughs> I, we know um, one that I can think of off the top of yeah, my head. Well, no, no, that, would be, that would be Podden History X, would it? That's, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there for yeah. facts. What are you no, crazy? No, but it's probably, more factual. Be it's probably more factual than the rest, anyway. Um, more citation needed, yeah. Yeah, they're well, yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah. I think that's yeah. where it all comes from as far as um, history and, and stuff. We are deemed to actually know history because we've lived more of it, sort of. Stephen, thank you for coming on. Uh, and like I said, we'll we will be back in touch, and we'll have you on next month to give us another update on thank the world. Thank you very world. much. My pleasure. Thanks, man. Take care. Once again, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Spreaker.com forward slash Pod. We're also available on iTunes. Just look up Pod. We are on all the social medias, starting with Twitter, at Pod, Facebook, at Pod. And of course, there's Instagram. And you guessed it, it's at Dumb All Over Pod. We are also uh, on Patreon. So check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Dumb All Over Pod. And if you're interested in buying some merch with uh, some special logos, you can check that out at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Dumb All Over Pod. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. <laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878.